I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Good morning, Christian America. This is the response from the mother of God. This is the response that Mary gives to the angel Gabriel. When the angel tells her that she's going to bear a child, she's going to bear the son of man, the son of the most high. He's going to be called by the name of Jesus. Her response was unwavering. As difficult as it may have been, as troubled as that news may have made her initially, she did not shrink from the task at hand. She put her trust in God. She put her faith in Him and was a loyal servant to the very end. She raised Jesus from an infant and was there to watch him be crucified on the cross. Let's talk about the faith and the dedication that we have. And related to what Mary had and related to what Mary had to go through in order to maintain her faith, in order for her to stand strong in her belief and do the right thing. So let's get right down to it. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here with the Christian American community and the Christian American t-shirt company as we get ready for christmas time christmas is next week y'all so last minute shoppers stop procrastinating get out there uh, get something for your families get something for your friends get everybody in the season uh, and never forget that jesus is the reason for the season merry christmas to all of you uh, hopefully you're uh, headed to a place or currently in a place with family and friends and you can spread uh, you can spread good tidings to one another that you can spread the love of christ to one another that you can that you have time to sit back and relax and enjoy uh the season reflect on god's love for us all and 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 the the truth of him sending his son into this world to show us how to live to teach us how to behave uh show us uh, what to speak and 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 what to prioritize in our life but even before we get to the Christmas season, even before we get to the birth of Christ. Let's backtrack slightly and talk about what led to that scenario, what led to the scenario of the birth of Christ. And we're going to talk briefly from the first chapter of Luke's gospel today. And Luke, as he's talking about uh, the birth of Jesus, he, he says in the sixth month, of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, to the town of Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. That establishes Jesus' line of birth from David to him, the David through Joseph. And so Jesus, being the descendant of David, in the in line with the prophecies beforehand 
that the Messiah would be of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled by this, uh, at, at his words, and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. These words are true. These words were true when they were spoken. The plan was laid out prior to them being spoken, and they've remained true since they were spoken. In order for God to be who he is, he had to come as he came. The prophecies foretold that there would be a new king. There would be a Messiah. He would be born of a virgin in the town of Bethlehem. He would be son of the Most High. And he would establish his kingdom and reign forever. And these are the words that fulfill those prophecies. That's why later on in the story, when the, when the wise men come seeking the newborn king, they were already prepared. They recognized the signs because the prophecies had already foretold it. After, imagine the, the gravity of the situation. Imagine the weight Mary wasn't prepared for this. This was a shock to her, just seeing the angel and the way he greeted her. It says she was troubled by that. She didn't know what to expect. Imagine someone poor. Imagine yourself. We're not the quote-unquote elite in society that, that then... An angel would then come to us, especially in a society at this time, to an unmarried young woman. In the culture that they lived in, in the lifestyle that they lived in, a pregnant young woman, unmarried, would be cast out, may even be stoned. The gravity of the situation is heavy. And unexpectedly it shows up. But when met with this challenge, being faithful to God prior to, it doesn't say that, but you'd have to imply that because the angel says specifically, you have found favor with God. So, you could only you the, the only conclusion is that prior to this point Mary was a was devout 
to God. She was devout in her traditions. She was devout in her culture. She probably prayed often. Whatever she had done, whatever she did, whatever she thought, she found favor with God. And that's why God blessed her with this. This is not this is definitely a blessing, but it is also going to be a burden. And it's a burden that she does not shrink from. It's a task that she does not turn from. It is a challenge that she does not shy away from. Her response is simple. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. When God comes to us, when God comes to you with a challenge, with an obstacle, with an opportunity, with a blessing, it's going to take some work on your behalf. It's going to take some effort on your behalf. But before you can even get to that point, you have to say yes. You have to be willing to endure what you do not know. Because Jesus says later, after he rises from the dead, he said, blessed are those who believe and have not seen. This is the perfect example. Well before Jesus is even conceived, that phrase looms large here. Because the angel says that Mary has found favor. She's already blessed. And she believes without having seen. She believes the angel. She takes on and accepts the task at hand, understanding the risks that are about to come. And she does so with fervor. She does so with glorification of God. She does so with enthusiasm. And we know that because in Luke, Chapter 1, verse 36 or 46, she visits her cousin Elizabeth. And when she and when she comes in, Mary does nothing but glorify God. Sometimes the, this passage is called the Magnificant. It's Mary's song. It's Mary's poem. It's Mary's uh, exuberant, excited demonstration of what's to come and how how much she uh, is excited to be the mother of God, that all these things are going to come true. And she hasn't seen it, but she believes. I'm going to read you this because... Even at this point, she understands what she's going to be faced with, the trials that are going to take place, but knows and trusts in God that all will be well when it's all said and done. Verse 46, Mary says, 
My soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in my God, in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever just as he promised our ancestors. Mary tells this story. Most of them are reflections of previous scripture and psalms or in prophecy. But she's saying that the son is coming and he's going to be great. He's going to be so great that her soul rejoices in the Lord. He's going to raise up the lowly and he's going to bring down the powerful. We see this when, in scripture later as Jesus is in his ministry when he says, I've, I've come to make the last first and the first last. If you want to be raised, I... You're going to be pulled down and the lowly will be raised. If you want your life, you will lose it. It's the paradox of, of the situation. It's understanding the word, understanding the world in God's eyes rather than our eyes, which is why everyone gets so confused to include the disciples, to include the local Pharisees, to include everyone because they don't understand what is about to take place nor do you really have to truly understand and be or be able to intellectualize it because mary can't either but she has faith that the son that she will bear will raise up the afflicted and bring down the comforted the wealthy, the rich. It says his mercy extends to those who fear him. That we should fear the Lord. We should fear his might. We should fear his wrath if we don't follow his commands. In Luke 17, Christ says that, that if you don't follow my commands, if you cause others to stumble, it would be better that a millstone be tied around your neck and be thrown into the ocean. Jesus talks over and over about Gehenna, the place where there's gnashing of teeth and wailing. But from generation to generation, he extends his mercy to those who fear him. 
as we prepare ourselves for next week's events, for the birth of Christ, for remembrance and dedication and observation, observance of the birth of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Let's reflect on this time and the challenges that you are facing during this holiday season, the obstacles, the trials, the tribulations, the challenges. The things that God has put in place to try you, to test you, in order that you may overcome them, in order that your faith may be strengthened, your heart and your soul may be strengthened, to get you tough enough now so that when later more challenging times occur, you will be prepared. This is just the first challenge that Mary faced and she accepted and she went through the hardship. She went through the tension with Joseph. She went through the tension with her family. The next challenge is where to give birth. And she overcomes it. The following challenge is that King Herod wants to kill their son. And they overcome it. Challenge after challenge, obstacle after obstacle, all the while strengthening, strengthening her faith, her soul, her character, her spirit. To where she became so strong in her faith that she was able to stand there and watch her son crucified in front of others and call out to her, Mother, look at your child. As you're going through your trials and tribulations, as you're going through your challenges, they are real. I don't doubt that and I don't discount discount that. But if you put your faith in God, if you put your faith in the works that you are doing, because you're doing them with Him in mind rather than yourself, because you're doing them with Him in mind rather than your own ambition, because if you're doing it with him in mind rather than your own wealth or position, the, there will be ultimate good that comes out of it. You will look back at this time later once you have persevered and gained strength and gained faith and gained an even more important understanding that with God, nothing is impossible. Take your lesson here from Mary. Take your lesson from her faith. Take your lesson from the words of wisdom that she speaks during these verses. 
about what it means to be a follower of God, what it means to have faith in Him, to fear Him, what it means to put your priorities in Him rather than ourselves. Because He will scatter those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. And He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. Be humble today. Be humble this weekend. Be humble as you go into next week and in the holiday season. We wish you a Merry Christmas to everyone. And we pray that the Christian American community grows stronger in this holiday season. We pray that your faith grows stronger. Your knowledge of Scripture gets deeper. That you seek more and more inspired information. And so if you want to contribute to the Christian American community, go to ChristianAmericanTees.com. That's ChristianAmericanTees.com. That's ChristianAmericanTees, all one word, .com. Pick yourself up some last-minute Christmas gifts. You can pass on to those that you love. Let everyone know that you believe in Christ, that you you put Christ first at the forefront of your life, that you love this country. That's where your priorities lie. That's where your priorities should lie. You can also continue to be a a contributing member to the Christian American community and the Christian American dialogue by liking us, sharing us, following us, tweeting us, voting for us, echoing us on all the social media platforms. We've been recently uh, releasing some videos out there on TikTok. So if you're on TikTok, find Christian Americans. Follow us on TikTok. So that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Parler. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Get this podcast. That way you don't miss anything. And as uh, previously mentioned, we are on TikTok too. So put releasing uh, short video clips of an inspiration to help you guys keep your mind on the prize. And the prize is eternity with Christ. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, until we see each other again, Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on the Good Morning Christian America podcast. You guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Merry Christmas. Good morning, Christian America.